all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk. Hola a todos. Bienvenidos a una verdadera charla sobre el cuerpo de Cristo. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to BOC RT Real Talk. This is Joseph Brownlee, your host of Body of Christ Real Talk. You ready for some thunder? Because we got an invasion coming. All that you heard besides my beautiful fiance's voice, her introduction that I have recorded. I'm going to have her on the show one day when we get back together, when she, uh, we hook up for her coming from Spain. I'm going to have her on the show. Oh, we can do a long distance because I want people to hear the voice of my, uh, my fiance, uh, Christina Nimofu, Princess Nimofu. Alrighty. Welcome to the show. Delusions, distractions, or are you delusional or, or are you been distracted by events that's going on in the U.S. of A? Or just say in your city, in your state, or things that's happening abroad as around the world. Delusions and distractions. Let's talk about this. Hello, everybody. Welcome to my show. Good morning, like I always say. Good afternoon, good evening. And for my night hawks and my night listeners, hello to you all. Whatever time it is in your city, in your state, or even in your country. Welcome, USA listeners and international listeners. Welcome, English and Latino listeners, or any other international listeners. Welcome to BOCRT W1964 Real Talk. Delusions and distractions. Okay. This will be the third segment that I am doing or you could say that I am continuing to do on a series that I have now created that's called Delusions and Distractions. Now, I'm going to be honest with you, like I always try to be. I don't know how long this series is going to take, but I'm going to at least try to at least keep it. In. I know the the first one was more like an intro. No, the first, the first, uh, it was more a long <laughs> intro. 
And the second one I done the other day, I mostly dealt, uh, which I'm going to continue today, dealt with my hometown, Chicago, and I was dealing with politics. Now, for the ones that's tuning in or my curiosity listeners or my first timers, this is what I mean. I, uh, I'm doing a series that's called uh, delusions and distractions. And what I'm going to be dealing with is a lot of things that's been going on basically within since within the uh, time frame of the last two years. And a lot of you all are not blind of what's been going on or taking place or have took place in the last few years with the pandemic, you know, the, the crisis of the COVID-19, the lockdowns, the loss of jobs, and all the other uh, moral happenings and all the other uh, health issues that's been happening and the political issues that's abroad and locally and within your own home that's been happening in the last few years. And this, to me, I have no doubt is just part of the beginning of not the last days, but just part of a fraction of what's going to be happening in the last days that's been predicted by the Bible, not in the format and the order of things that's happening, but the things crisis. Now, there's been some good things happening, too. As of lately, with the court decisions of Roe versus Wade, and the, the man was, uh, the, uh, you know, and the decision that was made with the pastor that was praying in school, and different other decisions that was made recently by the courts, which is a very, you know, you know, very uh, amazing thing or very profound thing because I used to wonder, man, where's the courts? Where's the Supreme Court? There's so much stuff going on. What's going on with the Supreme Court? Why they are not getting into all this stuff that has been brought to them, even though they know a lot of this is going on. But lately, I don't know what's going on. The Supreme Court been throwing it down really hard against the radical left, against the woke movement and stuff like that. But it's not like they're making their own decisions. It's because they are using, they're going by what they're supposed to be going by and what the, the United States supposed to be dwell or embedded on is the constitution of our city, of our nation that we're supposed to ride on and what we're supposed to be falling on is the constitution. That's what this United States Supreme Court. There's a lot of Supreme Courts in neighboring cities, but this is the biggest court, the Supreme Courts, led by Clarence Thomas. It used to be a leader on our level, Clarence Thomas, Judge Roberts, and all those guys. But what I have also noticed, and it was brought to my attention, which I have noticed this before, all these decisions lately that has been passed for the good, not for the left, though, but for, you know, for the believer, for the Christian, and for the the Republican side is that it always ran, came to a 6-3 vote. The majority of SCOTUS, which is the Supreme Court, United States Supreme Court, the acronym is SCOTUS, is predominantly conservative, thanks to our former president, uh, Donald Trump. Whatever you think about him, you better be glad, whether you like him or not, that he appointed uh, uh, these judges in the Supreme Court, Kavanaugh, uh, the other young lady, and uh, Gulich and all them, and the Supreme Court that gave the majority of conservatives over the liberal majorities of the a Supreme Court. And you can tell when his decisions come to par. You have one side going 
strictly by the Constitution. You have the other side just strictly going to go on the liberal ideology. I'm going. I, I say it this way: If you just stuck on a liberal ideology or a socialist ideology, you have no business being in the Supreme Court. Therefore, you bypassing the Constitution, where these justices or judges supposed to be abiding their law and their decisions on is the Constitution. But you have three or four of them there that is not going to abide by that their agenda. And I'm going to be. I'm going to say this wholeheartedly that I think they just. They bypass the Constitution because they want to pass a far-left agenda. It has to be because how could they be so much of a split when it's always 6-3-6-3? That means the conservatives going 6, the liberals going 3. I don't It's something like that. But how could you, you know, just keep going the same way? That tells me you're not, you're not looking to go the constitutional way and, you know, stuff like that. Well, anyway, I don't know too much about that, but the little basics that I know, uh, the things that has been passed lately in SCOTUS and the Supreme Court, it's always been a 6-3 vote. Now, a lot of you don't keep up with this stuff, and you can care less about it and everything, but that's okay. I'm talking to the ones that are interested in knowing that. Now, the reason I'm going here, I'm talking about voters. This is what I've been talking about lately. Uh, starting off in the beginning, in my last uh, opening on this series of delusions and distractions. I started off in politics, okay? Because I'm going to I'm going to get into politics, I'm going to get into religion, I'm going to get in, you know, to different thing, ethnic groups, I'm going to get into all that, you know, you know, related to this until, you know, a couple of more series and I'm going to end it from there. Then I'm going to get into something else. Uh that I'm going to make an announcement now that's going to be very it's going to be a big eye-opener for everyone, especially my black ethnic group, my black people, you know, my, my blacks, that uh, ethnicity, because it has to do with one of the the uh, the verdicts that was passed, excuse me, uh, you know, about a week ago now, the verdict on abortion with Roe versus Wade, and, uh, and, uh, What's the real purpose of the pro-choice movement? You know the purpose of pro-life if you are a Christian. You know the purpose of pro-life. You know the importance of that. But what is the real purpose of the pro-choice movement? And what is the start? What all the pro-choice movement come from? And what is their agenda, if there's any other agenda? So I'll be talking about that on a probably in this uh, series as well. Not today, maybe, because I'm mostly talking about politics. You know, my look on politics. You know, and um, you know, I'm going to be talking about uh, Planned Parenthood, and it's a it's always a story about something that's been started. There's always a background why a company or a health center or anything was started. You're always going to have a past and it's always going to be someone that kicked it in and started it. So I'm going to talk about, you know, the founders of, uh, you know, Planned Parenthood, which is Margaret Sanger and a few others, but it's mainly Margaret Sanger. And what was her main, what was her, her main purpose of starting Planned Parenthood. You might be surprised. Now, some of you already know. 
you already know the background of Planned Parenthood, but remember, I'm talking about the ones that do not know. There is a story behind the story. I always say that because that's the way the system works. That's the way the system works. What's the real story behind Planned Parenthood? Planned Parenthood is supposed to be, you know, I don't know why they call it Planned Parenthood because it's just, it's, it's, has nothing to do with parents keeping their children. It's more like a pro-choice, but their biggest uh, push is abortions. No doubt about that. Majority of the people know that their biggest push is for abortions. But there's a certain group of people that they're pushing abortions on, and it's mainly the minorities and the majority of the blacks. You know, and I'm going to get into that and everything because I, I'm going to be reading some excerpts ap- of her own voice and her own testimony herself because I like to do that or what she's standing for around about. But I'm also going to be reading some excerpts of this book I just bought. You know, there's a book called The Negro Project. I don't know if you heard anything about that. If not, it's called The Negro Project. If you don't, please look that up. It's, you know, I'm reading through it myself and I'm going to go through it and I'm going to read the whole book. I'm going to read it as much as I can when I get the chance. So I'm going to be doing a little outtake on that because there's some things I need to understand more. I like to understand what got a person there. How come a person became the way they are? I don't care if it's Hitler, Mao, you know, whoever it is, you know, that's caused a lot of havoc on people. There is a reason besides Satan. (laughs) There is a reason how they became the way they became. I like to give them a chance, you know, and look at their background. So that's what I do sometimes, you know, if it's an interest and I need to, and I think I need to get get out there. Okay, besides that, let me digress. What I want to focus on and what I want to talk about today is I'm going to try to finish off uh, this uh, this opening, which I call an opening, is politics. And I'm going to talk about my finish continue talking about my hometown here in Chicago now the last uh segment I, I talked about quite a few things I talked about the Democratic Party I didn't get too much on the Republican Party why because uh pre- I mean I live in a predominantly blue city was predominantly democratic city you know why i say predominantly i can't say a hundred percent i can't say all because you do have many conservatives and republicans that live here and that quite a bit but that just that just uh tells you how strong and how big and how large the democratic you know party is in chicago and illinois itself you know springfield and all of them is ran by majority of Democratic, you know, the, the party, the Democratic Party, the uh, the far-left party. I call them far-left, and some are just liberal. So that's why I talked about my city itself. <clears throat> and I also talked about the thing, if you are a voter, and if you are planning on voting, or if you are a non-voter, but I mostly was trying to uh, laser down on the voters, mainly the Christian votes. And that's what I want to continue on, the Christians that vote. Now, I'm going to aim it even deeper than that. I'm going to talk about continue on the black church that votes Democrat. I'm, I'm sorry, I can't stop there like I did uh, since my last segment. The black 
church that votes Democrat. Now, a lot of things I'm going to be talking about, I don't have no notes here. You know me, I'm free. I'm a freestyler. I don't have no notes here, but I'm just going back. Or I don't even, I used to have articles and I played you a clip of, of J.P. Prisker and his song and dance, what a lot of political parties do when election time come. You know, both parties does it, but one just does it in a pandering way to a certain uh, minority group, you know, the blacks and uh, uh, the Latino groups, the more minority groups, whatever like that. And that's the Democratic Party. They sing and they dance and they play their savior role when whatever time the elections start coming up. And this and this, at, at this particular time, the midterms elections, I believe, comes up in November. You have a lot of pre-elections that already happened. I think one just happened in June 28th itself. But there, there has been a lot of pre-elections and everything like that. And so far, I don't know about Chicago, you know. Uh, one thing I can say about Chicago, people are going to vote Democrat regardless you know, black and white. They're going to vote Democrat regardless, you know, like Cali, California, New York, and a lot of other blue states. They're going to vote Democrat. But I can see a crack. That, uh, a lot of people starting to wake up. A lot of my black people, thank God, thank you, are waking up. Now, I'm not, I know that sounds kind of hard when I say black people, but I want you to know when I talk about, I don't use race. I try to stay away from race. I, I try to stay away from African black. I try to stay away from African America. So I'm just saying my my, my my ethnicity or the ones that's here in America. Now you might have Africans here as, as well. You know, I'm not belittling them, but I don't consider myself an African American. I consider myself a black man that was born here in America. You know, that's why I consider myself. That's my choice. That has nothing to do or belittle African. I just consider myself a black American. I'm a man first that is black that was born and raised in America. So I'm a black American. You know, that's why I will put on my application everything. But the norm, the norm for applications, especially in the liberal streets, is African America. Now, who gave them the right to just up and call you and I that is black and African American? They done DNAs, they done all that stuff, you know. Who gave them the right to just say they're African American? Why would you assume that since I was born here in America as a black man and any one black woman as well is African American? Now, like I said, that's not belittling Africans, not at all. I'm not belittling Africans. But what's What's wrong with just saying black American? Why you have to say African? Even some Africans don't accept us as being real black. From what I heard, they never told me that personally, you know, so I have no proof. But from what I heard, many African Americans don't consider us real black because of our mixed cultures. So they they don't consider us African. So why would he us in America throw that label on black people that was born here in America? Now, if you was African, that's different. But if you're not, you know, it, you know stuff like that. It's okay to call yourself a black American. But if you want to say African American, that's okay too. But I'm just saying for myself. Now I will speak for myself. I consider myself a black American first, a man that's black. That was born in America. You know, that's just me, you know, for each his own, you know. If you consider yourself a black American, for African American or Afro American, you know. I never looked up what's the difference. Afro America just seems like a black 
black people as known for their afros. Maybe I'm misinterpreted or whatever. I'm going to look that up, but it ain't even that important. So when I look, think of Afro-American, I just think of the big wigs. Maybe that's the, uh, the 60s terms or the, you know, those revolution days and, you know, the Black Panther days. Mostly blacks wore afros. So to consider yourself blacks, they called it Afro-American. I don't think it has anything to do with African because uh, a lot of Africans didn't wear afros. According to what I see, or oh, the past, Africans do not wear afros. So you got the Afro-Americans. You know, I'd rather be called that than African-American. But I stick with black American. You know, I get the metaphor. Don't get me wrong. I get the metaphor. Okay, I probably said, Joe, what this got to do with what you, uh, politics and delusion and distractions? A lot. A lot. Because... We, as men and women in general, black, white, Latino, if we are realistic with ourselves and if we really uh, research and start researching our trend in the past, a lot of names that we are called was put on us. Doesn't mean that we are that. We are the thing that they called us. What I mean, who put it on us? It started the government, different systems, and uh, groups themselves. You know, it wasn't from God. God only see one race. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com holiday. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Now, our skin color is based on the melanin, the melanin in our skin is based on our melanin in our skin. Now, we have a dark skin color. And it depends on the melanin in our skin if we're going to be a dark black man or woman or a light-skinned black man or woman or a middle-skinned black man or woman. It depends on the melanin in our skin. See? I'm going somewhere with this. Now, the terms, uh, yes, the term black was used in the Bible before, it, it, it used, but I'm not going to get into all that now. And I'm going somewhere with this because this this got to do with my teaching on uh, delusion and distractions. And this has to do, and this is uh, a part of my teaching, delusions and distractions. We were told, first of all, my people's group, my ethnic group, that we was African Americans. We was told that since growing up that we was African Americans. 
You know, we didn't research it. We just believe what the culture told us, that we was African-Americans. I never heard too much of black Americans when I was growing up. I heard African-Americans, so I just felt my ancestors is Africa because I was told that, you know, I was told that, you know, that. So then you had the groups that came up, the different cultures. Then you had culture names. You had Afro-American. You had the revolutionaries. You had the black, the black Panthers. You had the, you know, different things. You had the old school gangs, the Blackstone Rangers. You had all these black groups. I don't know them all, and was given different type of names. They was told by different groups. They was Afro-American. You are Afro-American. Therefore, it was a little revolution, you know, that was all women and men, even in the black pants, were Afros. I believe that's where that term come from, Afro. They even, uh, picks. <laughs> now, a lot of you, uh, black men and women, you know, uh, remember picks. That means you used to, used to be like a, a, a fist. Remember that black pick that had the fist means soul. You know, say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud. You know, they made the combs, they made they made the picks and everything with that black meaning power, black power. And they had, you know, it was tar black and they had the fist ball though, that you can pick your hair, you could pick your afro and everything. Like, remember that? I grew, I was, I was a little later, but I was in that group. I had a very large afro myself. It would fall down sometimes because of the texture of my hair. My hair was not real thick in that sense. I had a, a certain texture in my hair that my afro will fall down a little I guess it's the Cherokee in me from my mother's side you know it wouldn't stand straight up but I had big afros you know and stuff like that but let's get off me but my point is I grew up let me speak with me about me I grew up in Chicago, you know, and that's what I heard, the Afro-American. I heard that more than African-American. I heard Afro-American, you know. I heard in the Black Panthers. I heard the song say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud. So I grew up around later on because I, I, I was born in 64, you know, but I was too young then. But going through that, I remember those songs and I remember the, the Black Exploitation movie, Shaft, you know, Superfly, then the Butter came. We called it Butter, the Perms and stuff like that. Like that, we gave each other names like Superfly. Then, you know, had a few names like Isaac Hayes. It was an embarrassment to wear a bald head then, but it was cool for Isaac Hayes to wear. So, you know, but it wasn't that cool then because it was an Afro look. You know, it was an Afro look. You know, the, that's the showing that you got your proud, proud, and your black and stuff like that. Okay, where I'm going with this? A lot of our identity, I believe. In my experience, a lot of our identity, and a lot of people will agree with me, is what somebody told us that we are, or who we are. It's never really about what the Bible says that who we are, it's what man says that who we are. You follow what I'm saying? You follow what I'm saying? It, it wasn't from this Bible. I know you can't see me holding it telling us it's not what God said who man is it's basically based on what our society and culture said who we are now all of it is not bad but I'm just trying to give you a mental picture of what a lot of us grew up through and some of us still hang on to that a lot of older brothers that I know still hang on to that okay now, remember, when I say brothers and sisters, I'm just using that as a loose, just a name. I'm not saying it in a Christian way or they're my brothers and sisters uh, genetically, you know, I'm just, or bloodlinely. I'm just using it as a term, you know, 
because I, I even said it with my, uh, my my white brothers or whatever like that. So don't don't get confused on that. But my point is, usually a lot of times our identity is based on or what society said uh, dictated that who we are. Now this white and black society dictated that who, who we are. So it can it comes on the applications. They just dictated African America, Caucasian. Asian, you know, I understand what that means. I do understand what that means. There's nothing wrong with that, you know, but when you start putting a name, a label on names and everything, sometimes you grow up and because you don't know no better, you look at yourself, you know. So I, all, a lot of us, the white, black, Latinos grew up in different cultures and we have different type of names that's kind of stick with us today. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. Let me get off that. And, uh, Growing up in Chicago, Chicago, like I said, is predominantly uh, predominantly Democratic, liberal, in politics. Now, what I'm going to talk about today, what I didn't get to talk about last week about delusions and distractions. This is what I'm going to talk about today. I'm going to stick with politics and I'm going to stick with my experience in Chicago. And I'm going to stick with the stay with the black culture. You know, when it comes to voting. And I'm going to get off the voting, but right now I'm just going to talk about politics because all this I'm going to talk about is going to come, excuse me, to fruition uh, of what I'm trying to get out of this series and the one I'm trying to help others to understand, you know, including myself, you know. I'm understanding, as I understand it, I, I shoot it out there. So your experience might be different. You might see things different. You might not agree what I'm saying. But remember, I'm talking about me, not you. So whatever your picture is or where you see things in Chicago, if you're from Chicago or whatever city you're in, but I'm just talking about my city. Look at your city and your growing up uh, or your upbringing. Oh, growing up, please, Jojo, quit it. Or your upbringing, you know. Don't, don't, don't. Base your English literature listening to me because you'll be all tore up. <laughs> if you're looking for correct English and pronunciation, man, you're not going to get it here because I'm going to test some things up, man. Okay? All right? But what I'm trying to say, I'm trying to say, you know, I'm not the only one. I hear a lot of people mispronouncing words, you know. So, hey, I like to have fun. I am who I am, you know, far as that, you know. But. Whatever your upbringing is in your surroundings or your city, whatever you live in, you know, you might have a different outlook on things. You might not might not have seen the same things that I have seen. So I'm speaking of me and a lot of things that I'm talking about. I know I have a group of people out there that can relate. Not everybody, but it is a remnant out there or maybe a big majority out there can relate, you know. Black, some, a lot of black men and women and white men and women didn't grow up the same way. But at the same time, you had poor whites too. You had ghetto whites too. You had uneducated whites too, as well as blacks. So I like to look at it in a broad way in Chicago. So I'm talking to my bringing up in Chicago. You might say, no, I don't want to like that for me. That's for you. I'm talking about me. All right. So I want to get that out the way. I want to get that out the way, you know. <clears throat> I didn't care about much about politics when I was growing up. 
I didn't understand politics. I didn't. I, I heard the mayor daily. I remember Mayor Daly was found in his office, I believe, dying of a heart attack. They had it plastered all on the newspaper. That gave me trauma for a few days, you know, just looking at him because they basically just showed his body, you know, on his desk or something like that. That's that, that's Mayor Daly Sr., you know, that uh, I remember that. But I didn't, you know, I didn't get too much into was it they a Democrat or Republican because I didn't care. The reason I didn't care because I was out there in the world. Man, I was out there drinking, getting high, banging and stuff like that, man. I wasn't thinking about the party, whatever like that, you know. I remember Jane Byrne. I remember Harold Washington. I remember all that stuff, man. I remember Jane Byrne supposed to went into the slums and stayed in some ho- stayed in some apartment for a amount of time. I forgot what it was and I thought that was heroic of her to do it because she went in a black neighborhood and stayed in a poor neighborhood. At least she had some gall to go out there and do that. A lot of um, politicians, Democrats, or Republicans are not going to do that. Now, I remember Andrew Young. What's his name? Mr. be Atlanta, Georgia. Andrew, what's his name? I forgot his name. Was it Andrew Young? Done the same thing a few times, I believe. He lived out in the poverty in the streets to, to try to find out what's going on. Politicians used to do that then. Politicians used to do that, so I remember that very well when Jane Byrne did it. I don't remember the same, the full story all the way, but I remember Jane Byrne done something like that. She went to the name to, to try to find out what's going on in the poor. She literally went into the poor house just to find out the same as Andrew Young, I believe, done the same. I might be saying his name. That sounds like a president or something, but uh, <laughs> I think his name is Andrew Young or something like that uh, in Atlanta done the same thing. But I'm talking about Chicago. A lot of you live in Atlanta. If you're listening to me, you'll know who I'm talking about. And maybe you know their story as well. But politicians done a little. They, at least they went out there. But I didn't know if that was Democrat or Republican. I didn't care. I didn't know the difference. I grew up believing. And that, and, and this is this is very uh uh, incredible because because of when I grew up in Chicago, I remember Ronald. I remember Jimmy Carter and Ronald Reagan. So I knew Jimmy Carter was a Democrat because I, you know, so I was leaning towards a Democrat, not because I understood the Democrat, but I was always often told growing up that the Democrats was for the black people. The Democrats was for the poor, you know, I was, and the white people, Republicans was for the white people and the white rich. The Democrats for the poor and the Republicans for the black. A lot of you, I mean, for the uh, the white and the rich, a lot of you probably can relate to that. Now, that's when I was growing up. I probably gave a story on this before, but, you know, uh, repetitions is very important, you know, to hear it again. But remember, I'm talking about me. So when Jimmy Carter was running up, I remember Gerald Ford and all of them, you know, but I didn't know their party affiliation. I, I started knowing that Daly and all of them was Democrats at the end. So I felt Democrats was really somewhat heroes or whatever like that. And I looked a very negative way on Republicans because Republican was always pictured, you know, I was taught that Republican was always white, rich, and, you know, racist. I was taught that. No one taught me in my face or just gave me a book to read it, but around the society and the culture I was around, that's what you hear. You know, so I'm just being real. That's what you hear. You know, I haven't I didn't go to school learning that that, you know, if I did, I was not that conscious of it. 
I just felt like the Democrats was the party. It wasn't a lot of talking about the Republicans, you know, even when they had the pictures up there. I never knew Martin Luther King was a Republican. I didn't. I didn't care. I didn't think about it. You know, I never thought about that. I just assumed I knew, you know, what he done, what he done. I didn't think about his party affiliation. I just thought he was a great man. You know, I found out, you know, about a few years ago that he was Republican because then, you know, when I started looking into things and when I got saved, you know. But my point is, <clears throat> what is my point? <laughs> my point is uh, politics in Chicago. I heard a lot of stories of politics in Chicago, you know, uh, the, poli- the, uh, the, the politicians in Chicago is known as being a mob, has always been known as being crooked, you know, or, you know, doing things under the table or just straight out gangsters or hoods or hoodlums, from what I hear, you know, I don't have any experience with that, but I, that's what I used to hear about Chicago politicians. Like I said, I didn't keep up on that like I, I do today when I was out there because I was in my own world. I just, it just went, went in one ear out the other. You know, I was in my own world growing up then. I was, like I said, I was out in the world and everything, you know, I was doing my thing, you know, one paying attention to things like a lot of people in the young generation, it's not it's doing today, not paying attention today, You're paying attention to a lot of things today. Okay. Voting. I knew the majority, I didn't know the percentage of blacks voted Democrat. I didn't have a problem with that because I didn't care. I just thought, well, they vote for the right party. I heard this is this the great party. You know, you have thing, you have the Kennedys. I found out Kennedy was a Democrat later. I didn't care. You know, you get my point. But in my surroundings, and you know, I just knew about Democrats being the helpers, the true saviors for the black people. That's that's I was around that without being in a classroom or in my face with it. I learned it from my surroundings. So I accepted that. I accepted it as much as I accepted my culture, the Afro-American or African-American. I just accepted that. I didn't pay no attention. I just let the label get put on me and the belief drilled in me and I accepted it, you know. I grew up in church and stuff like that. You know, I didn't accept that much. But I accepted the worldly things, the political things. So I always been around that atmosphere growing up. Well, anyway, to make this story for today, what I know today is a whole big package compared to what I knew then. And I thank God for that. I thank God for being saved. I thank God for being a Christian. I, I really thank God for that because... I consider myself, I've always been a fair person. And, you know, what I mean by that, I just didn't feel I wanted to be, I wanted to continue to just let society or culture surroundings dictate what I think about society or ethnicity or or you call it race or color or what the more i get the more 
I got in the word of God. And the more I start doing things myself, that made me, because I, I, I grew up, I used to, you know, I had a fancy to understand white people. I never was a racist, but I didn't trust them much. <laughs> I didn't trust because of my cultural teaching, cultural surroundings. And therefore, I never had a, a mean spark of wanting to hurt a white man or a white woman. You know, I used to be somewhat like the white woman, attracted to white women. You know, not because I didn't like black women. I just, you know, they was mysterious to me, I guess you could say, like that growing up then. And, I'm, and there's a lot of other people who know what I'm talking about. But anyway, uh, This is this is this is where I'm trying to go with this. This is where I'm trying to go with this. What this got to do with delusions and distractions? It has a lot to do with that because what I am talking about, it has to do with a lot of culture, cultural upbringing for black people. The Afrocentric, you know, the African centric, if you can call it that way, the cultural upbringing and who to vote for and why we should vote this way. It had a big impact on the black community. No doubt. It had a big impact on the way the black community vote. Now, you can go all the way back, had a changeover. I know the blacks used to vote Republican. They did. And I know you had a lot of Republicans. I knew the foundings of you know, the, uh, the Republican Party was filled with a whole lot of blacks. I know Frederick and all of them was Republicans, and I knew Republicans was the ones they was called abolitionists. Abolitionists, they was the ones trying to stop slavery and stuff like that. It wasn't the Democrats. It was the Republicans. See, I'm not, But I'm not going to do a history on that. This is not a history. I've done too much on that already. And you can look that up yourself if you sincerely want to know, but I'm not here to talk about that now. I'm trying to talk about the delusion of why, you know, so many blacks, in my experience, vote and pull that lever for the Democratic Party. Okay. All right. <clears throat> and it's going to happen again this election. I don't think many blacks will even vote. I really don't. They're kind of confused. Some that don't care. Uh. Some just delusional. Let me say that again. I, I think many blacks will not vote for no party. They just won't vote because they've been bumped. They've been bamboozled so many times. This is the way I see it. And I think a lot of blacks don't care no more. And they didn't, you know, do a lot of voting anyway. And they just don't care. They let it be what it be. And then you got the delusional ones. That's why I want to focus on the delusional ones. The ones that are voters and they vote for the same party regardless of all the damage that party has done or caused them. Now, some of the damage, a lot of damage is because of your own personal choices yourself. Now, now I'm not trying to say blame everything on the establishment, the government, or the Democratic Party, etc. You know, I'm using Democrat because that's what's going on here in Chicago. But I know you have a personal responsibility yourself as a man or a woman. You know, you have that own personal responsibility yourself, black and white. Okay, but what I'm what I'm saying right here, I'm focusing on the black Democratic vote. I don't know too much about why some poor whites vote Democratic, but I can I have a history of knowing why black votes 
democratic. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com holiday. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. You know, so that's why I can talk more about my group of people, my black ethnicity group people, okay? But I'm not doing an educational teaching on that. I'm not in every black man and black woman's head either, so I want to be fair, and I don't want you to think that I'm doing that, so I want to be fair with that, okay? But what I will say, I can talk about me, but that wouldn't be fair either because I know why I don't vote Democrat now, you know, and I know the history of the party. And I know there wasn't a switch between the Republican Party and the Democratic Party. I know there wasn't a switch that was a myth, that was a lie. My problem is this, and it doesn't matter what party it is or what person it is. How long we as black men and black women, if you are a voter, if you are a voter, black men and black women will continue to vote for a party that's meaning you no good on the long haul. Let me say that again. How long we as black men and black women, if you want to call yourself an African man, that's on you. But I'm just using This is me. I'm, I'm talking. <laughs> black men or black women will continue to vote for a party that means no good to you or for you on the long run. The long haul. How long? This is for the ones, and I left out on my leg segment. These are for the ones that vote for this party, the Democratic Party. And they know not only about their past. It would be all right if they change from that. If they got away from their racism ways, the way they treated the black culture. Okay, or the colored culture. It'd be okay. All right. For the traditional Democratic voters, traditional, the old school Democrat voters, not the youngsters. The old school Democratic voters, the traditional Democratic voters, the ones in the 60s, 70s or whatever, like they're all my age. This is a why question. 
it's only a why question because of this. If you know, and I'm going to get into something more deeper, about the past and what they are passing today, and you vote for them, you either agree with it on the laws they're passing or what they stand for, you either agree with it, you got to agree with it if you just keep on vote for them every year. Now, these are the ones that know what the Democratic Party and the, the far left that really corrupted the party are standing for if you do your homework. Not what they give you, but if you just listen to somebody else and do your own homework and you still vote for that party then you are really delusional because you know you're not ignorant no more of their devices. You know about their devices and you still vote for them. You know how they treat your people and you still vote for them. That's what I mean by delusional. You ain't been distracted. You you purposely, purposely giving them power over you. You said, no, I'm not. Yes, you are, because you, you, you vote for them automatically, knowing they're not doing nothing for you. Now, what you mean by not doing? I ain't talking about welfare checks. I ain't talking about stimulus. I ain't talking about Section 8. I ain't talking about none of that stuff. I ain't talking about the new programs that make sure they take, can't take care of you for the rest of their life. I ain't talking about that. They give you all these programs, but your neighborhood's still getting worse and worse and worse. I'm talking about these other far-left laws that they're pay, uh, passing. The homosexual laws, transgenders, the defunding the police, the open borders, the higher taxes. All this other weird stuff. The tearing down statues because they think it's racist. The changing Aunt your Mama because it's going to offend the black people. So change Aunt your Mama to some male's name or something. You know, the Eminem peanuts change. Man, I just heard that the woke movement, Marvel Comics, is going to come up with a movie with a gay Spider-Man. Man, I just read, I told my brother yesterday, a gay Spider-Man, man. Now, I'm not knocking gays. I know I, I mentioned that a lot. But that's the strong wave that's going on now, man, this transgender, this strong homosexual move. And I know a lot of people struggle with that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the demon and evil but that's 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 used because even the left use homosexuals as much as they use blacks and Latinos, man. This how wicked this party has become. More wicked, let me put it that way. They use abortionists, they use homosexuals, they use now they use them a lot because black people are waking up. Some are waking up. <laughs> but a lot of them are still in a delusional state. Okay? Now, here's another part of uh, that's going to hit home by being delusional. If you legitimately see all this stuff that they are passing, and you know it goes against the grain of your upbringing, most black moms and dads brung them up very different of what a far-left liberal or a democratic 
uh, agenda stands for. Um, a lot of black families was brought up better than that. They was brought up in church. They was brought up a man marrying a woman, a woman marrying a man. They was brought up not the the, the hurt the police or do anything like that. They was brought up in a way to work hard. You know, don't let the man, white man, put you in slave, work your own. Most families, I believe, black families, brought up their children. They wanted their own. They wanted their own. Okay. So, therefore, if you was brought up that way, and you know a lot of the stuff that the Democratic Party, I know I'm tearing that name up, I'm doing this purpose, and I wanted to get in your head, the party that you vote for every year, and you can say, oh, they do a lot of things, most of us is to keep you in bondage, to keep you under that belt, black man, white man, and black man, you know, white man and black man, to keep you under that rope, to keep that rope around your neck, I call it spiritual slavery, to keep that rope around your neck, the black man, the poor whites, the Latino, to keep that rope around your neck. Okay? When you know these things, and I'm talking about the ones that know. If you don't know, I'm finna, you know it now because I'm telling you. But the ones that know and you still vote for them, you are delusional. Because you're voting for a party against the grain. And if you are a voter, and I'm not telling you this, and I'm not trying to push you towards the Republican Party. I'd rather you not vote at all. But if you look at both sides, honestly, not what the Democrats give you because they're going to only give you negative things about the Republican Party. But if you look at both sides, you got a side that's anti-God most of the time, the far left. I'm not saying all Democrats don't so that Don't get me wrong. You know who I'm talking about? I'm talking about the upper, the high archies, the ones that's mostly communists and they're far left. Some of, them ain't, some of them not even from this country. They bring their Germany, come from Germany, probably bring their Germany ways with them. You always had communist parties. I heard Harold Washington was part of the communist party. Did you know that? So the communist party is still around. Yes, I, from what I heard, Harold Washington was part of the communist party. You have black people that's part of the communist party. Communist always leads to dictatorship. It destroys countries. It brings down nations. Communist socialism always turns into communist. Look what happened to Canada. I remember this young man I used to work with, this gay young man in Broadway, Chicago. Broadway, Chicago is known for a lot of, you know, gay people that works there. Nice people, decent people. They just gay and lesbian. And uh, he wanted to go to Canada because Canada was somewhat socialist and somewhat freer. They had good housing programs. They had all that stuff, things that a lot of people want to run to. What he didn't understand, or he just didn't think it was that bad, that any socialist country is going to become a communist country on the long run. Now, as we was talking and everything like that, that's why he wanted to go to Canada because he felt that Canada accepted his lifestyle more than the United States then. See, that was then, not now. United States is just like Canada used to be. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you what I mean by that. So that's why he went. If if if, if he if let me let me I'm gonna go back to that, but.
We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday there's only one road into key west but you won't believe where it can take you travel back in time to a city rich with history discover amazing artists and musicians taste seafood fresh off the boat or just kick back and soak up the island vibe for more about key west visit flakeys.com key west close to perfect far from normal he wouldn't have never left and went to Canada the way the United States is because he, he would have said, oh, I'm going to stay in America because all the things that Canada was doing, America's doing now. But when before he left, America was against a lot of this stuff, you know, these rights and stuff like that. You know, America stood on the Constitution, even though they was going left a little bit, they were still standing on there. That's what made him go to Canada. So and make a, a long story short, if I can, he wound up going to Canada because it was more, you know, friendly with his lifestyle by him being a homosexual man. He's a nice young man, too. He's Asian descent. Nice young man. You know, one flamboyant, you're nice young man. I can even call him a friend. You know, even though he was gay, it's okay. He was a friend. And he was a nice young man, you know. Not a good friend, nothing like that. I'm just saying in that in that term. But he wound up going to Canada, you know, because they was more friendly with his lifestyle, you know, the programs, and it was controlled by the government. It was a socialist, Canada was socialist city. But I wonder how he's doing now. Might be doing okay, I don't know. Because Canada now is a communist city. It's a communist city. Under Mr. Trudeau, what's his name, Justin, what's his name? It's a communist city now. Remember, they were socialists. They was getting a higher stimulus checks, and people in America was getting mad because Canada was giving more stimulus checks during the pandemic season. They was giving out decent houses, a lot of things like Minnesota does, you know. But, but those are liberal cities, you know. They use your money to give you free things to keep you so you can vote them back in. Okay, I know I'm going everywhere with this. Well, anyway, Canada is now a communist. I don't care what nobody say. Trudeau is like a dictator now, just like uh, Gavin Newsom in California. Same thing. Used to be uh, liberal, became a little socialist. Now they're just basically almost communist. They're worse than some some countries because of their laws. Now, my point is, anybody in Chicago is right behind them of becoming a communist city. That's why many people, even some liberals, are leaving Chicago because they are gone too far left. Too far left. When all this is going on, you're seeing this going on. These cities and these these states becoming communist countries. Even Canada's a communist country. Australia has become a communist country now. You know, they ain't got worse as uh, Germany and all them. China as of yet. Israel. 
communist rules, man. When they got rid of uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, they brought this other left-wing guy up in there. Look at Canada going down. Now they crying for Netanyahu. You got a lot of blacks who want Trump back in there now. Even though they might not like him, they knew things was better when Trump was in there. You might not like his personality, but they have to agree his policies. Gas prices was down. You need to have food on the table compared to Biden. I'm being real now. And I'm not telling you who to vote for. And then again, I am. <laughs> if you are a voter. If you are a voter. But Chicago is the next, one of the next cities I believe going to become a communist city. If the midterm elections don't change this, they will. If you get four more years of Prisca, four more years of Lightfoot or any other Democrat, because they all lie before they get up in there. I don't care if it's Willie Wilson. They all lie. Any other Democrat, you're never going to give the other side a chance. Republican, you never want to. If you want your city to change, you got to change what you do. What's that old saying? Keep doing the same thing over and over and expect different results. What they call that? Insanity. That's what's happening here in Chicago with black people voting Democrat. With black people voting Democrat. Even though they nothing is really changing. Some people getting their pockets fat. They use like puppets. You got black people are being pimped. They get them a position. They walking around here with suits. They trying to look like this or whatever like that. And they playing their own people just for a party. And a lot of you are Christians that's doing that. I don't know if you're a true Christian if you vote different liberal. I got to question your salvation. I just say church goers, but if you a believer, you still doing that. You need to question your salvation, or you need to do a lot of prayer, because a lot of things they going in uh, passing now, it's against the morals of the God you serve, and you choosing a political freebie, housing, stimulus, a position over the morals and the word of God. If you are a Christian, part of the body of Christ. So you are part of the problem. You are part of the problem. And God is not pleased. I ain't saying you're going to hell. I ain't saying you're going to lose your salvation. But God is not pleased. If, if you don't have no type of conviction or nothing in there, you are in delusion. And you might not even be a true believer, a Christian. I'm not judging you. I'm just letting you know to check your salvation. Check your salvation, uh, believer, black man and white man, black woman and white woman. That's all I'm saying. Okay. All right. I wanted to uh, go over that again because this is going to be quite of a long series because I got a lot of issues I want to talk about. It's not going to come fast. And it's a lot to touch on. But it's a lot things going on in Chicago and a lot of the crime yes it's individual choices like I said but a lot of it is caught it started and it's, it's getting worse because of the softness on crime and why is it so soft on crime because of our politicians black and white and Chicago has a lot of black politicians man you got the life you got the Ken Fox she's far left you got a lot of black people out there running under that Democratic ticket, talking about they go save the world. 
and wind up getting there, getting wealthier, wealthier, and wealthier, while the hoods and everything get poor and poor. People get more abortions, more abortions, more parent planned parenthoods ain't going nowhere. They stand there, they're not going to go nowhere. Long as you got, they're going to continue to kill black babies. And I can't wait till I get to that story. Continue to kill black babies and Latino babies. You got to put up with that. Then you got to put up with the force mandates. You know what I mean? The poking and jabbing. You got to put up with that. You got to put up with all that. All that force stuff that I'm talking about is from the party you keep putting back in office. And it's going to happen again. Nothing going to change until you change and you step out of step out of your comfort zone. I don't see how you can be still be comfortable in that. And I don't see how you can still vote that way with a straight face in your church. And if your pastor promoting, pushing mandates, if your pastor is pushing abortions, if your pastor is pushing the far left Democratic Party, your pastor, he couldn't be saved. He couldn't be a man of God. He, he reading some other Bible. I know this is going to hurt some people, but man and woman, if that's going on, you need to just get up and go somewhere else. But it's going to start with you. Because we have a spirit. This is all spiritual. Some of these people are demonic. Black and white. Some of these people are demonic. If you know people that's into eugenics, eugenics is mean no depopulation. Eugenics is all is almost just like telling you, you know, if you are a certain minority, you know, you don't need to be born. And it's best for you. I'm putting it in a layman's term. Now, just for the little bit I read out the book, this book that I'm reading called The Negro Project. And uh and I'm learning more about eugenics. Bill Gates is a eugenics. I think his dad was eugenic. I think his dad, I might be wrong, the one changed the Negro Project to uh, Planned Parenthood. Now, Planned Parenthood, you know, the biggest eugenics and abortion clinic in the nation is trying to erase Margaret Sager out of their books now because they felt she was too racist. Oh, all of a sudden she's too racist and she's too radical. Yeah, but like I'm going to tell you this right now. Getting her name out of your books and getting her name out of your education or whatever or your curricula is not going to change the fact that you're still doing abortions and the majority of the aborted uh, people you are doing is black females. It's black females. So changing the name to Planned Parenthood, that's just to cover up the real reason. You have undercover people in there from Project Veritas exposing some of these uh, 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 abortion clinics selling baby parts. Caught on tape. I ain't going to get into that now. That's another story. But you look up Project Veritas and stuff like that if you're interested. Now, just a little bit of stuff I've told you. Don't take my word for it. Search for Project Veritas. Search for Margaret Sanger. Search these things. Listen to some of her interviews. Just look at her period. She just looks that racist look. She might have started off meaning well over the little bit I've read. But her struggle of big families when she grew up. I think she said her mother had, what, this sounds incredible, over 20 or maybe I'm getting it backwards. She lost about 20 abortions or something like that. A lot of that took effect on her 
having so, such a strong resistance for big families. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com holiday there's only one road into key west but you won't believe where it can take you travel back in time to a city rich with history discover amazing artists and musicians taste seafood fresh off the boat or just kick back and soak up the island vibe for more about key west visit flakeys.com key west close to perfect far from normal See, it's a story behind the depopulation movement among blacks and minorities. The reason I'm saying and minority because it's not all about blacks, but blacks is on the top. I guess they feel Sanger and all these other crazos think black people just so stupid or they're just not, they're they not even human. She used to call, you know, minorities and black people weeds. They're the stupid ones. They, we, we're going to help them, but not letting them come into the world. See? Now, Hitler got a lot of his ideas from what I heard on that eugenics type of thinking why he wanted to wipe out the Jews. Did you know that? Did you know that? Okay. So it's a lot of history on abortions and the destruction or the uh, depopulation of black people and minorities. It's nothing new. Nothing new at all. But what tops that off is black people that's mad at this. And if a black man and most of the black people that hear this would be upset, very upset because they never heard this. But at the same time, you depopulating yourself by killing each other in your own hoods. I know a lot of this hurts, but you are not doing any better. You are not no. You're not you're not innocent yourself. You are murdering your own blacks like crazy. Like crazy yourselves. It's 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 so much going on, okay? It's so much going on with my people, you know. With my people. So much going on. And a lot of people don't like talking about it. But I like calling a duck a duck. I like calling a chair a chair. I like calling a wolf a wolf. You know, because whether it hurt us or not, I mean us, really us. Okay. All right. All that what I said is to say this. Politics in Chicago. It's destroying the city of Chicago. It's destroying black people. It's destroying white people. It's destroying Latino people. It don't have to be so much in that order, but it's all a politics. It's got a big hand in it. I'm not talking about the individual stupid, wicked, demonic killing that a lot of blacks are doing among each other and everybody else. I'm not talking about that, but I'm just talking about the poli- these politicians are pimping 
our group of people, and we are allowing it. Even Malcolm X knew about that. He wasn't even a Christian. Martin Luther King knew that. But at least he tried to fight for it. All we do now, and we as a black group, we want to complain that things ain't changing, whatever, like this, and talk a lot of noise and whatever, like that, and beat each other up and talk about it and cuss somebody else when they have a different view of things, or if they mention the other side, or if they are mention Republican, or they just mention this, we get cussed out. We're talking about we're blind. They don't have no type of evidence or nothing like that, but they just get mad and anger. That's a spirit. That's the spirit of delusion, man. You are delusional. You, a lot of you know blacks are killing blacks. You see that. But the minute a white cop kill a black man, even this latest one is, I think, in Akron, Ohio, this black man that's supposed to get shot 60 times by, uh, what, eight cops, one of seven of them was white. You remember the emphasis on seven whites. It's always on color. Now, this is going to start another. This is a distraction, see? That's what I mean by delusions and distractions that's really covering up what's really going on. Keep everything racist. Sometimes I don't even know what's real and what's not. But I don't know too much, and I'm sure I'm going to hear more about it, but it's a lot of guys on YouTube talking about it, including Brandon Tatum, and I'm sure Candace and a whole lot of other people in uh, Char um Charlemagne, the whatever, he call himself the God, I don't, I just call him Charlemagne, little G, you know, he gonna have his liberal democratic way of looking at it, you know, and all these guys, Whitlock, I'm sure he gonna hit on it, then he gonna have the Martin guy on the left side, so he gonna start another, all of them got their way of looking at things, no one wanna look at the whole, what really happened or what caused this, I don't know the real deal, you know, I'm not gonna keep on the real deal, cause I know where it's going, my point is, here in Chicago, you will have somebody marching in the streets. And I'm sure it's probably going to start, even though it's not even in that city, because a white cops or cop shot the black man. It wouldn't be this big if it was white cops shot the white man or black cops shot the white man. It wouldn't get no play in the media. You know what I'm saying? You know I'm telling the truth. It will not get no play. See, this is something when the liberals or the far left, knowing they are in trouble, they, it's almost like they wish things like this will happen so it can bring a distraction to what's really going on. Delusions and distraction. It can bring a distraction. Now, a lot of blacks will be focusing on that. Some of them have somewhat eased up on their racial tensions and they kind of seeing the light now what's really going on. And then something like this happened, boils the pot again. You understand what I'm saying? It boils the pot again. That's a distraction that gets you back boiling again. That's the work of the enemy, Satan. And he works through people. See? Okay? So get prepared. You was doing okay. Now you finna get hot again because what just supposedly or what these cops already been allegedly accused of shooting down. They was talking about he got shot in the face. Now that might be true. We don't know. But let's get some evidence first. We don't know what really happened. Why is a guy that's driving for DoorDash or Uber, one of them, 
running from the police officer and then allegedly said they shot him. We don't know how true either side is, but these this is what out there now. You know, it usually changes a lot when people really look into it. But all of a sudden, you got these advocates out here. And who's the first advocate used to be out there? Some white man, leftist, Democrat. Taking up for black people again, walking around here with pictures showing an old picture of how this guy used to, I forget his name, used to look when he was younger. Not how he looked today. It's just like they done Trayvon Martin and they done an Alberry guy. They show pictures of how they look when they was younger. They look all sweet in the face, Trayvon and all them. Not how they looked later on. You seen the difference how Trayvon looked when they showed his mugshot later on down the line. It was different. But that's the marketing and the delusion I'm talking about when it comes to these evil far-left people. Okay? All right? Pay attention, church. Pay attention. Pay attention. Are you delusional? If you're going to vote for these people again, this party again, you are delusional. You are delusional. You you are more in love than your with your party of what the little tickets they twickets they give you than wrong and right, which is overwhelmingly evil what the far left doing on the Democratic Party compared to what they give you or they pay you. You're going to have always evil whites. You're going to always have racist whites. You're going to always have evil blacks. You're going to always have racist blacks. You're going to always have puppet blacks. You're going to always have puppet whites. You know, you're going to always have that. But man, stop keeping them in there, though. You're never going to get rid of that. that get rid of them. You got these political pimps, the Sharptons and the Jacksons. Well, Jackson's sick now. That's why he ain't getting around. All that suffering. He's probably suffering a lot because all the wrong and all that stuff. He knows he's wrong and what he's standing for a lot of it is wrong. Most far left people and liberals don't use common sense. They use their feelings and emotions. They don't use common sense. They don't use discernment. They use their feelings and emotions. Majority of the time, most liberals. Okay? I'm going to stop right there. My last advice or recommendation is for you. Take your time and listen to this audio again over, over. And this is coming from my heart. This is my experience, what I am seeing. Now, I got some, I got a library with backup and stuff like that, but when I'm just free styling like this, I'm going by what I see in my experience. You can do, you see something different, like I said, in your city, you know, and stuff like that, what different. But when, it, if you are a voter, I keep saying that, if you are going to vote and you are a Christian, part of the body of Christ and you've been voting Democrat all these years. You've been hearing these things. You probably watch Fox News. Fox News don't tell you everything, but they tell you enough to know that you can know better. Okay. Now, what I'm not saying is Republicans are the way to go because you got a lot of fairy weak Republicans as well. It's a lot of weak Republicans out well up there. They're just rhinos. Republican in name only. What I'm saying right here, don't get stuck in politics. First of all, if you're a man or woman of God, don't depend on politicians because both sides are crooked. Politics is not going to get you out of your situation. But what I am saying, don't just sit up there and be voting for the same party and they're not doing you no good. 
that doing you more harm than good, especially when it comes to your color. You understand what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. I don't know everything, but that little bit I know, that gets my, my hands are up. No more. No more. Or no more, more, more. <laughs> a lot of you probably listen. A lot of you going to go out the other year. I'll be sending my stuff out. You listen and you don't, you might give me a thumbs up. I talked about that before. It's on you, but I'm going to continue to throw it out there. You know, if you don't want to hear my stuff no more, please let me know. I'm not going to force it on you or nothing like that. I just put it out there. It's up to you to just check it out. I'm just trying to be an awareness person for my people. I'm just all I try, I'm trying to do. I know everything, but I know something, you know, and I'm, I'm learning more and more. Why not you? Okay. I'm going to end with this and I'm going to get into something else on the next one. But if you're not saved and you have questions about what I'm talking about and you saying, well, is there any answer? Is anything going to change? Nothing too much is going to change, you know, sadly to say, not only here in the USFA, not here in Chicago, USFA. But what I mean by that is, let me put it this way. There's going to be some light in the tunnel. And there can be some light in the tunnel. Everything is not written in stone. You can make a difference if you are a voter and you want to vote. Or you just start speaking up or whatever like that. You can make a difference. But on the long run, there is a short light in the tunnel. But on the long run, no. It's going to get worse. Let me say that again. There is a, on a short run, yes, there's going to be some victories. And I believe even in these midterms, this is my opinion, though, even in these midterms, they just have to really steal it to win because they don't have a chance, you know, in this midterms. I'm talking about the Democrats don't have a chance. And they shouldn't. They shouldn't be back in the seats. They don't do nothing for the people. They should not be back in there, okay? But on the spiritual side, on eternally life side, internal life side, you have a chance, by living eternal life, by believing what Jesus Christ done on the cross, believing in his death, burial, and resurrection. That's the most important thing you need to be thinking about right now for the unsaved. I'm talking to the unsaved now that's not saved. Being saved and then coming to the knowledge of the truth, learning your Bible, reading your Bible, studying your Bible. You ever heard the old corny sound? You know, you always say that Jesus is the reason of the season. That's that's true. He is. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father but by him. The way to come to Jesus today in this dispensation and the time of grace is believing of what he did. His death, burial, and resurrection. That's the way, the truth, and the life. The way that Jesus is believing in what he done for you. His death, burial, resurrection. You shall learn the truth and you shall see the life. And the light. L-I-H-L-I-G-H-T. Life. L-I-F-E. You become a new creature. In Christ.
The way to be saved is believing what Jesus did and sincerely receiving it. Sincerely in your heart. You can't play God. He know if you mean it or not. So you just don't think you just say it and just say, okay, I'm saved and then go do your thing. You have to really believe it. You got to really accept it. That he died for your sins. In his death, burial, resurrection. He died. He was buried. And he rose again the third day. According to the scriptures. 1 Corinthians 15, 1-4. Go there and read those scriptures. Read those verses. I say it a lot. If you listen to me a lot. And I know who I send things to. If you listen to me a lot. You already, you already know those, those uh, verses. You might not know. Quote them by heart. But you know where to go. And no matter what translation you have, it's going to basically come up with the same thing, the way to be saved. Okay? Hopefully you got a King James, go to King James or whatever. Now I ain't going to say whatever, no. But hopefully it's a King James, but you have another translation, go there. It's going to talk about how to be saved. Now you have wicked translations out there that's going to go around that. I don't know what you got, see? I don't know what you got. But my point is, God can save you through any translation that's in line with his word. If it's not in line with his word, you cannot be saved. Therefore, you need to look around. But you don't know nothing if your church teaches out of one certain Bible or you have five, six, seven, eight, ten different translations in your church saying different things. But majority of them, when it comes to salvation... The grace, salvation, is going to tell you, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 4, or how to be saved. Okay? This is Joseph Brownlee. Real talk. Delusions and distractions. Are you delusional? And are you being distracted with what's going on in politics or what's going on in your city? Okay? Stay tuned. I'm going to get off politics and I'm going to get into cultures, what's going around the United States cultural. So get ready for that. And it's all going to lead to the same thing, you know, delusions and distractions, because a lot of this stuff been getting very heavy since the last two years. The last two years has really been tough on a lot of us. Mentally and even physically, many suicides, people dropping heart attacks, man, so many heart attacks prevalent, young and old. So much stuff happening, man, they making names of stuff, coming up with stuff, man, I ain't never heard of. There's been a lot of deaths happening, man. What's going on with that? I want to get into that, but I want some backup with that, you know. Some of my stuff, it ain't going to get through Facebook. I'm just be saying, it ain't going to get through Facebook. If you want to hear, you might have to ask me personally to send you a link or something like that. Because when I start touching on political things, and I start touching on vaccines, and I start touching on certain things like that, usually that's when YouTube censor me or whatever like that. But I'm going to keep, there's other avenues to get the message out to you. But it's still up to you. You can brush it off or whatever like that, but it ain't like I threw it out there. Just like I can brush up your stuff to send to me. If you're not interested, don't don't check it out. If I'm not interested in your stuff, I'm not gonna check it out. But it ain't got nothing to do got nothing against you. 
It's all about information sharing. Okay? It's all about info sharing. If you see some light or you see something in there, you check it out. If not, don't. But don't just say it's garbage and don't just say it's false teaching and don't just say it's conspiracy without checking it out. Not, you know, doing your due diligence. A lot of you are afraid to know the truth anyway. But still today, like the Bible said in John 8, the truth shall make you free. Now, I know he was talking to Israel and he was talking about biblical truth or and he was talking about them pertaining to the truth of what's going on around their nation. But that stands true today. The truth still will make you free. Not anybody's truth. Not the woke movement's truth. Not the far left truth. Not even a conservative believe truth, but the Bible truth. But if the conservative truth is following the morals of the Bible, that's the truth you want to see. Because you can't make real truth a lie. You can't make a real lie the truth. <clears throat> all right? God bless you all. Jesus is still on the throne. And he loves you. He loves you. You're not promised the next day, hour, minute, or second. Think about it. God bless you all. Peace out. Left out, baby. <laughs> well, that's just a little joy. You probably said, Joe, what you just said, I ain't got nothing to laugh about. Well, you should have something to be uplifted about because you're getting some information you never heard before. Probably makes your stomach turn. But you know what? That's a good thing. Now you need to throw up. What? Yeah, you need to throw it up now and just do something about it. All right, this is Body of Christ Real Talk. Tell them, baby. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk. Hola a todos. Bienvenidos a una verdadera charla sobre el cuerpo de Cristo. Ah, oh, that beautiful Spanish. Man, I love that beautiful Spanish. God bless you all. Love you all. Bye-bye. Peace out. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday.